and welcome to the photography show. Let's create the photography show with another episode of Let's Talk with me, Mally Davis. Working out audio, still working out the audio. It never stops. As someone has just politely pointed out on YouTube, get your music's too loud and your voice is too low. I feel like saying to him, do you ever email ITV and say, you know when the adverts come on, it's too loud. Can, can you just turn it down for me? Because, you know, I can't reach my volume button. Apologies, I'm not a professional. I'm learning. Um, audio, that is. When it comes to being professional, <laughs> I have other means of being professional, if you know what I mean. But audio... What was that? I don't know. Why did I say that? Don't know. Just, just did. Audio is obviously something I've been learning for a very long time, and I don't think I will ever stop learning. We've switched the room round. As if you listen to the in between episode, if you don't listen to the in between episode of Let's Create, go back one and listen to the me ranting about. Milkmen and vitamin D. Uh, anyway, it's a long story. Just if you want, go and have a listen. But in terms of audio and this setup, I think I'm getting there. It's getting there. I've not put a rug over my head tonight. We're just we're just gonna wax it lyrical for the intro to a let's talk. So let's get it right. Let's create the photography show splits into two. I did this so I could get more output and have a good jangle to you guys. So we have the guests, which is let's create, let's talk, and then we also have let's create the in-between episode. And that's it. I sorted it. I finally got to grips with the titling. I just need to work on the branding now. It's only been a year and a half. Can you believe it? We passed the year anniversary and I never mentioned it because it's just output. It's continuous. I don't see me stopping doing this till they put them nails, you know, and the lid is firmly tight. Although I think I might go for the warmer approach. You know what I mean by that? Where, you know, the flames are a-kindling. That kind of approach. Not sure yet. Maybe I should make a will. Let me know your thoughts <laughs> down below. Anyway, I digress today. It is Let's Create, Let's Talk with J.P. Appleton. Jack Appleton, award-winning landscape photographer, originally from Manchester, now a carrot munching in Norfolk, UK. That's his own description. I implore you to go to Instagram.com forward slash JP Appleton. There you go. And be amazed. Be blown away by Jack's photography. Many known locations, many not-so-known locations, many varieties of uh, discipline in photography, but predominantly Jack loves long exposure photography, of which you're going to hear more about and uh, hopefully enjoy. Jack was a great guest. We had a really good chat, like brothers, as we say from the off, the bearded men ganging together for this episode. So enough from me, enough from me jangling. Please do go to instagram.com forward slash JP Appleton and have a look at his photography, because after all, all this is audio, although this is us having a jangle with guests, or the in-between episode, it is photography, the love, the passion, the decisive thing that makes this all come together, and uh, I adore 
JP's work, and that is why we're having a chat. Press big button. Hey, up. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, brilliant. Are you he's all right? Done, he's done this before. I haven't. I haven't. This is the first time. Give over. With it. it isn't. This is, a, this is a new edition. I tell you what, as soon as your voice come on, then I thought, this this fella knows what he's doing. Oh, this all crap. That Honestly, this this is all winging it as you go along. Well, you, you know what? That's great audio. So, oh, that's uh, good. Good to know then. We're off. We're off and running, Jack. It's Brilliant. nice to see you. Nice to meet nice you. Nice to see you, mate. Yeah. You're like brothers in a way, aren't we? With the old beards and stuff going on. Do, here. do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was reading up. I I of of course, Mister Gary Goff. He, he he interviewed you a wee while back, and uh, yeah, I, listened, yeah. I listened to that. And I've been following your photography for since then, ages. Oh, brilliant! Few, Thank you. It's a few years, isn't it? You know, it is. It is. I was in lockdown, I think, or around lockdown time, wasn't it? Yeah, about that. It just might have been before that. It might have been pre-lockdown with Gary. Yeah, uh, thinking about it, but uh, yeah. And I see you post and post, and you post on me group, and I, and I, and I've been sat there enjoying your photography, and I, I'm getting into a spot along exposure stuff myself. I, I, I fall in and out of love with it, but mm-hmm. um, I thought hey, if I don't speak to Jack, I, I, see, Gary will give me stick here. This is why, <laughs> but I thought I don't care. I'm not. <laughs> if you see, you just copying me. I say other way around now, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, brilliant. Thank, thanks so much for joining me. No, thanks for asking me to come. It's quite an honour, actually, with some of the the names that you've had on recently. I mean, it's quite an honour to be uh, to be asked. Really, I've got to be honest with you. Well, it's an honour for Avier because you're up there with one of them. I, I tell you what, there's no difference between any of us. We all all our poops we're all passionate, aren't we, about it and stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't go there. I'll, I'll cut that anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just explain a bit what's happening. It, it, I just let it roll. I let it record. Yeah. And uh, we're off. It doesn't matter what we say. I'll edit it. Always in thy favour and mine as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, as as you know, you've uh, thanks for listening. Uh, it's not genuinely. I do listen when I'm usually going out somewhere. It's, it's usually to the coast, as you know. I do a lot of. Seascape stuff, and where I'm based is probably forty minutes at best away from the coast. You know, like so. Usually, I've got that window of opportunity to have that time on my own to listen to something. Whereas, you know, it's like Melly, you've got kids, yeah. you're watching something, you've got it on the telly, you right into it, you listen to something. The kids come in, and it just goes gets thrown up in the air, doesn't it? So. It that time is my time to sort of like just yeah just dead quiet chill out and it's so inspiring um some sometimes it just gives you that little bit of extra i don't know you know things that you're looking for on the day you know you're thinking oh what should i go and shoot now and what style should i do then you listen to it and you think oh i never thought of that i'll do this or yeah you know it just gives you little snippets of ideas oh wonderful um, yeah i get i get that myself yeah, doing yeah. it, but I also listen to quite a few podcasts. Um, but I know, I know what you mean, especially if you're going out somewhere. It it's like you're bathing in photography. Yeah, you're getting, that's your, it, yeah. you're getting your head tuned in, aren't you? You're getting right for the day, and 
I do exactly brother from another mother here. I get it, Van, and off I go. Yeah. And I, I think you need that. that. I, I yeah. do think you need that sometimes because I, I struggled last year because my photography went very sort of lame sort of most of last year really because I was just struggling of where do I go? Do I do something different? Yeah. That sort of thing. And I decided just to chill out from it a little bit and rather than sort of push myself and go to place and get frustrated with the same stuff, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And, um, and obviously just by immersing yourself into listening to people talk about what they do, even if it's completely different to what I do, it yeah. just, I don't know, it just gives you that bit of a buzz, doesn't it? To, it you know, kick up the arse as they say, don't they? Yeah. You know, I think that's sometimes because you, you can look at Instagram, you can look at Flickr and all that, and Facebook, and you see all these images. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it's just the same old, same old stuff. It's kind of a bit too much, and you just yeah. you're lucky for that bit of something a bit different. You know, it's overwhelming. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. yeah. I found that, and uh, I went the opposite way, thinking I'm going to ramp things up again. But then I had to just take stock and stop and go ramp things up more. I'm who am yeah. I doing? Who am I doing this yeah. for? Why am I doing this? And and although I love everyone that watches the videos and listens, it, I've met so many people, Jack, like yourself. It, it it really is a bit special for City of talking about what we love. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's it. So it's all about, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, people say to me, I'm sure I do with you at work, or that I love that image you've just done. Yeah. And you try to explain it a little bit, and they kind of like just go straight over the red. Switched off. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's nice, that, don't get me wrong, it's nice that people acknowledge it and they say, oh, it's a lovely image. And, you know, I wish I could do stuff like that. But sometimes it's just nice to speak to the people that kind of get it and understand. And, you know, I look at, Genuinely, I look at a lot of my images and I think mm, I'm not quite happy with it. Yeah, you know, and it, and it might be it might be the smallest little thing that I can't quite get right in my head. And yeah. Yeah. other people say you, you, you're mad. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's a brilliant image, but yeah. perhaps you're the same as me. I'm very self-critical, and I think yeah, that's okay, but it's not. As I say to my missus a lot, I'll say it's no award winner this and she'll go, no, yeah, but you say that. And then, you know, two hours later, you'll come out with this image and it's like, wow, where's that come from? But, you know, that's just me. I'm just always be critical about anything that I do, but yes. it's nice sometimes to get a bit of feedback of the people and their ideas and, and that sort of stuff. Definitely. I'm a big believer of what you've said there, being self-critical of your own work and being honest. Yeah you know when you've put it out and you know it's not there. And I, and I, and I do put a lot of images out mm -hmm. and, and I do because I, I see it as a form of expression, but I know the ones, I know the ones that I I think, yeah, that's, that's good. It's not there. It's get, we're, we're never happy. Yeah. We? Yeah. It's getting absolutely. There. So ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Jack Appleton, as you know, uh, if you've heard the intro now, which Jack hasn't, it, it, it <laughs> but let's let's give everyone a bit because we're talking we're jumping straight into it mm -hmm. there about your type of photography in in other words what i've just got from that more than anything and it's something i see in your photography is that attention to detail that um 
minimalist sometimes, not always. Mm-hmm. I've got an image open here, actually. I've got your website, Instagram. Go and check uh, JP Appleton out on Instagram and go and join him, give him a follow. And we've got Hello JP Photography. That's your website on the title there. And I'm also looking at a screen with Mike Brown for photography courses. So I've been doing a bit of digging, and there's an image mm-hmm. on here of yours, which is a street. Well, it's a it's the underground, I think, in London. It looks or yeah, okay, yeah, London. yeah. So give the ladies and gentlemen a brief intro. What what photography? Who's Jack? What do you do in your photography? Okay, well, I'm fairly new, I suppose, to photography in the sense, uh, I think a post came up the other day and it's actually six years since I actually got a first um, Nikon DSLR, yeah. uh, a D3200, you know, I'm sure you know your Nikons, don't you? Right. Quite a basic, uh, basic camera. And I've always messed about with photos, as in, you know, we've all got a phone out with it, it's got a good camera. I'd always take stuff when I'm out and take, you know, sort of unusual angles on stuff and different ways of looking at things. But I was always afraid of photography generally, as in, I didn't understand what F-stops mean, you know, I didn't understand exposures, raw files, and it was just all the unknown. And you, you speak about Mike Brown there. Yeah. Um, I was actually, uh, when I got my first camera, as you do, you sort of taking pictures of everything, aren't you? You know, anything that moves, take a picture of it. Yeah. And um, I was on a, a forum, actually, for a car uh, detailing uh, website, because I used to do a lot of that uh, back in the day. And yeah. um, they had a photography section on there. And somebody had said, oh, I've just got myself a brand-new uh, camera, Uh do you recommend anybody that would teach you how to use it, you know, online? And the name that kept coming up was Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Yeah. yeah. Of course, he gets onto YouTube, as you do, and instantly just clicked with the way he puts it across. I could just, I was just tuned into it. And within, you know, six, seven weeks, I was like getting, looking at different lenses, looking at filters, all that sort of stuff. And that's basically how it sort of bore out of, watching basically people on YouTube, mainly Mike Brown, to learn the basics of, you know, because don't get me wrong, man, I knew how to compose a shot, and I think that comes yeah. a bit with, because, you you know, you've got a graphic design oh. element in your life, and I did yeah. when I was younger, yeah. and I always have done right through since leaving school. I've still done stuff for, you know, family, friends, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I know when something looks right and doesn't look right, generally, and that can be not just photographs, like graphically, you know, you know what I mean by that. You look at yes. an image and you think yeah. that looks good, that font's good, whatever, whatever. So that side of it I felt was very easy for me, whereas a lot of people struggle with composition and stuff like that. For me, it was getting to know how to use a camera. And then, you know, I remember my cousin, uh, he was more into photography than me, and I used to be ringing up saying, right, so... You know, when you see these shots and like the background's all blurred, how do you do that? And, you know, he used to say, right, well, you've got to get, you, you know, got a wide, like, well, what's a wide lens? And all this, and I got really confused with it and everything. Anyway, after about six, seven weeks with watching Mike and stuff, I, I, I it suddenly clicked. Yes. And then it was more sort of experimenting a bit, you know, as we all do, 
we, we, we take pictures of uh, street stuff. We take pictures of, you know, your kids, yeah. countryside, whatever, whatever. And uh, I, to be honest, I used to find landscape stuff a bit boring, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. And um, I used to be more into like street photography and all that. Yeah. And um, it's just more sort of seeing all the honeypot locations, if you like, and yeah. seeing the same thing. And I used to think, no, I want to do something different to that. And then, of course, I found long exposure and started to go down that route. And then that's when it opened up and up different avenue of stuff you know i bought my first 10 stop off ebay or amazon or something for like 30 quid yeah. one of these variable thingies and um i went very early one morning i had to take my in-laws to the airport to go on an audi something like four o'clock in the morning or something and i thought what i'll do i'll drop them off and i'll go to the coast with this nd filter variable thing and I went down to the nearest coastal bit I had and got down there and made a complete balls of it you know <laughs> getting all the settings wrong and everything but I got one image out of it that was yeah. all right yeah. and then that sort of led me into well, let me try it again and then you start you know investing in leaf filters at the time I think it was I was using and then just got to grips with it then learned how to do it and uh, then it was more just choosing what compositions and that sort of thing and that's kind of where that side of my photography came out of yes. um just experimenting with long exposure stuff um i was still doing other photos don't get me wrong i was still doing stuff you know family stuff portraits i bought myself a little speed light and a cheap softbox and did all that sort of stuff and i was really enjoying that but yeah yeah actually getting out there in that environment at sort of you know five o'clock in the morning sunrise coming up nobody else there brilliant and that's what sort of got me into the landscape side of it a bit more yes. you know just that serenity of it all because like most people i have quite a stressful job and you know i'm dealing with the general public a lot day to day and you know, sometimes you get in at eight o'clock and you finish at five and it's non-stop, it's just a barrage of you know stuff at you. And sometimes just to do that on a weekend is so nice just to get there, get up, drive, listen to you know, podcasts on the way, get there, get out. You see the odd dog walker, runner and stuff, but just to be there without any mither, any distractions is brilliant. You know, and that's yeah. I just love that side of it. I really do. Yeah, you do. You just get it's yours a, a moment to yourself. And um, so the LE, the long exposure, just for carry on from that because yeah, I think that's what most people will see online. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, the images you've done of your daughter are fabulous. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're very parallel. We've it's 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 mad, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. I got a speed light. I got a soft but little soft mm -hmm. box and not to box i got one of these stands that kept falling over and hitting kid or yeah, head. yeah. <laughs> batteries, batteries flying out at speed like sounds familiar yeah definitely <laughs> and uh got all that going along the same thing with the stops and getting screw on filters and all kinds of stuff and um who was there any i know you say you got that one shot that spurred you on which i think is key mm -hmm. that's really important isn't it that's what keeps us 
going and, mm-hmm. and moments of serenity and peace. But was there anyone you looked at? Was there anyone photographers or any anyone you, you was thinking, you know, I'll have a look at their work? Because that what you said a few things there. We'll come back to honeypot shots, but in other to in in photography terms, influences, was you looking at anyone at that time? Um, not really specific to be totally honest with you. I mean, yeah. like most people, I enjoy looking at stuff on uh, Flickr, um, Instagram, that sort of thing. And, you know, once you find something that comes up and then you you look at their gallery and then you look at who they're following and so on and so on, it kind of opens up avenues of so many people. And, you know, there's so many talented people out there that yeah. don't get to see the light of day. And, you know, in some cases, they probably don't want the limelight, to be honest. They're quite happy as they are, yes. just plodding along. But the quality of some people's work out there is just amazing but i didn't have anybody specific uh, i used to just watch a lot of youtube basically um and just sort of gain ideas off that side of it i mean obviously i, I got to know of gary goff speaking of him again um right. off youtube and watching some of his i think the first the first video i saw of his was um at crosby beach he did um yeah. a video of the obviously the statues there and some bolts and all that and that was all le stuff and i kind of quite liked his style of long exposure minimal again you know and i know a lot of people criticize this but taking stuff out that you don't want in there i'm a big believer in that because you know i know people argue and say a shot is a shot and if it's got a little bit of debris here or a little bit of this and that there you should leave it in but I disagree because when when I'm creating that shot, I've took the time, the trouble to get there, invest time, money to get the gear to do it. The last thing I want is I've got this vision of what I can see. I don't want something distracting in the corner. Yeah. So a lot of that, I think, came from people like Gary and um, other YouTubers and then obviously just people on Instagram and stuff where I just like the old minimalistic sort of thing um there's a couple of people who were like wex ambassadors because wex is very near to me obviously and know it's their sort of superstore or sweet shop as i call it you know it's just like a you know it's just like going there and you just it's just amazing but um there's a lot of ambassadors for them that i've watched through knowing them and um i think there's a guy locally to me called uh, lee acaster or oh yes uh, yeah, yeah yeah and he just watching him he got me into like all the shingle street stuff because i didn't know obviously where that was or anything because i'm not obviously from around this area originally um and yeah just watching people like that really and just sort of having information off them and then you know as as i'm sure you do i'm in a lot of photography groups where i just go on there so i can get ideas of locations and stuff rather than you know, you, you can get saturated so much with images that are the same thing, but they might be just that one image. You think, oh, where's that? And yeah. it just, you know, think, oh, I'll find a new angle on that or something like that. So, but yeah, that's um, that's where a lot of that came from, just Instagram and Flickr and stuff, really. But um, obviously there's people now that I sort of regularly follow on there and... Um, just amazing stuff, really. Really talented yeah. people. Yeah, really is. Yeah, <laughs> not just um, in YouTube land, but 
in the whole, I think we're going through quite a special time in photography. Mm. And there's yeah, a lot of ne- yeah. a lot of negativity, and and I look and I think you've got to be kidding me. There is so mm. much going on. There's so much talent out there, and 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 the thing what you just mentioned about the LE work and removing uh, you know distractions or having in the image what should be in and to attend and mm-hmm. as Charlie would say uh, to remove distractions and mm-hmm. even. Uh, but me and Gary had a bit of a thing where he did a video and I was on the red corner, he was on the blue corner, and I was against it and he was for it. But I, I, people have misunderstood that, that it was set mm-hmm. up that way as a, an argument. Mm-hmm. But who would have thought, um, like six months, a year later, that AI would come along and smash oh. all that out the water? I know. How, how ironic is that after all yeah. the discussions that people all have and everything? Yeah, yeah, all this about Photoshop, that and the other, and yeah. now there's no skill involved at all. Um, and don't, I mean, don't, don't get, sorry, go on, Jack. I was going to say, don't get me wrong, some of the images that come out of that AI are yeah. amazing. I mean, there's a few people on Instagram at the moment that I've been watching, and the the fantastic images, and they're not, you know, they're not trying to portray them as being shot by themselves or anything like that. They're very open about it. But I do, as you say, feel so ironic that all this discussion of changing skies and, uh, you know, whatever, taking, you know, objects out is is so small chicken feed now in compared to what, as you say, you can put in, is it discard or something? You can put something in and, you know, and come out with something amazing at the end of it. Yeah. But on on the flip side, I do I do feel that's a bit of a worry as well because I think, you know, it's like anything into it's a it's a phase, it's a fad. People will buy into it at the moment, yeah. and it's a bit like digital cameras and film cameras. A lot of people are going back to film cameras because mm-hmm. even though it's you know it's a lot more work, I suppose it's just that nostalgic look, and I think that's what will happen with AI. I think it'll run its course, and then people will be. Actually, no, I want to go out and take a picture. I want yeah. that physical yeah. side of it. Breathing the fresher and using something that's tangible and physical and making yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for us, because I don't know, you're not still involved in the graphic design side of things, are you? No, to to be fair, no. Um, I still do bits for people, you know, yeah. like local um charity things, kids' school things, that sort of stuff. But I went through a period of time in my life where um, I'd worked in the motor trade for a long time and I worked sort of, well, it's 32 years now, actually, but wow. I went through a period of, I don't want to do this anymore. So I kind of went self-employed, yeah. which gave me a load more time to myself. And that's where the camera side of it come out of really, because I had more time to do that. But when I was self-employed, I used to do a bit more graphic design and I used to do sort of craft fairs and um, that sort of thing and do framed quite minimal graphic design artwork on that side of things. Um, but yeah, the past sort of five years, I've just not done anything at all really in that side of it. But I do enjoy messing still, you know, like if yeah. somebody says to me, oh, I need this logo design, you know, you know, have you got any ideas? I love the creativity side of that still. And, you know, I still, I'm still able to use um, the drawing packages and stuff that I've got on my computer. But when I, when I did it originally, which was in 1987, when I left school, 
um it was all done by hand then you know it's all drawn yeah. and stuff it's all pre pre-mac yeah Full you know and um yeah yeah i mean when, when you say copy and paste it was literally cutting stuff out and pasting it on a board you know and a lot of people didn't realize it was like that but um for me i've always had that even as a kid i used to draw stuff copy magazine covers that sort of stuff you know that was my thing to do really so I've always had an element of that still, but you know, yeah, yeah, not so yeah. much. You get a sense of that with your work. You can really feel it, like you say about the compositional values. Mm -hmm. uh, almost sometimes, like you're thinking of the magazine cover it'll be on. You know, yeah. the, you, there's That's a, it, yeah. space to think, space to see, type in there. But by doing that, and that, and like something I kind of uh, fall into that as well a little bit. Um, is that it gives a certain look and feel. So I'm not being rude, Jack, over on the other screen here. I'm just looking at Jack's images because there was one image that always struck me. And so Jack's works very, you'll openly admit it, obviously it's very experimental. And I think it was a long exposure of a chair in, in, in water in the sea. And that, that really caught my eye. And it's like, it was so unique. Um, All the, the, the one it's, um, it's like a sort of antique chair, isn't it? In antique some water. Chair. Yeah, we're going That's back. It, yeah, we're going back a while here. You know, we're back to where you was doing the little people as well. The oh yeah, characters yeah, yeah. and you know, so the the toilet roll one there. It looks like he's sledding on a pulling a sled. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I tell you what, what what they all bore out of a lot of that yeah. sort of stuff was um, to get myself motivated and. I urge people to do this as well if yeah. they get into a little bit of a roll. Is I used to enter like a local paper that we have here. Um, they used to do a competition, still do it actually every week, yeah. and they'll give you a theme and they'll say, right, photo competition this week is whatever it is. You know, I think the the one they had this week was black and white, something really boring, but they give you um a brief and then you'd have to put an image up, and of course. I don't want to sound awful here, but you know, if you say to somebody uh, the the theme is yellow this week, though people will put photographs of daffodils, flowers, yeah, uh, yeah, that you know the really obvious stuff, and you had a week to do it, and I used to sit there and think, right, what's a, what is it? And then I'd chew over it for a couple of days and think of what the most obscure way of showing that theme was. And some of that was using those like little people and stuff like that, and you know odds and sods. And I used to do really well out of it. I used to uh, not I used to win every week or anything, but I used to do really well and always come runner up or something. It's that and bloody it just, Jack again. Uh, yeah, but well, it it almost like it, my my other ass said it's, it's it's almost coming a bit boring for you now because it you sort of you want a bit of a challenge, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I but I, but I, I do encourage people to do that if you're looking for something to flex your photography creativity then do something like that because it and there's dead, deadlines as well isn't it because yeah if they say right it's got to be in by thursday or whatever it makes you really think about it and you're not thinking oh well I'll just do it next week it's kind yeah. of oh, i've got to get it in and you know a lot of people my my image used to stand out because like i say a lot of the of people do the obvious stuff and I'd I'd go as far away removed as that as possible by creating something a little bit different. And whether that the, the judges or whoever was choosing them was tuned into that and thought, well, that's different, you know, and it catches your eye, 
maybe that's what worked. I don't know. But I think I was watching somebody on YouTube all years ago and they said, you know, it's when you're looking at thousands of images on Instagram or whatever, it's, it's finding something that makes people stop. So when you're flicking through, you know, when you're going, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, oh, what's that? And it's it's very difficult to do that. I, I openly admit it. Yes. But I think that getting back to the chair one, um, that was just pure luck in a way, that chair, because I'd had, the, I'd had that shot in mind for a long time, uh, not necessarily with an antique chair, but something like, um, you know, a regular sort of school chair or something. You know, I was going to take one with me one day and, put it in the sea and stuff. And I was out at a place called Bordsey, which is on the Suffolk coast. Yes. And uh, it's a bit of a remote place. And there's lots of old sea defences there, World War II stuff. It's, it's a great location. And um, next to it is a big old manor house called Bordsey Manor. And it's got a massive history to do with World War II, big radar station and all that. Wow. And part, part of this Bordsey Manor, sort of falls onto the beach that you see. It's got all sort of pathways coming down. And I was there one this particular morning and this chair was just like on the beach as if somebody had brought it down from the manor house, yeah. probably sat and had a drink one night and then just thought, sorry, I'll leave it there. And I thought, I can't miss this opportunity. There's no way I'm leaving this. So I sort of plonked it into the shingle as hard as I possibly could. Yeah. And that's where the image come out of, you know, and, there was lots of challenges of where it was and the tide was coming in, etc. But I managed to get that just right, I think, with the tide and the, you know, the way it's coming in and, you know, the exposure time and all that sort of stuff. You know, and there was a few little bits of bits and pieces that I didn't particularly like around it, but that's where I took them out and, you know, made it what it is. Because I thought if you'd had that chair and there was a piece of driftwood next to it, you, you'd then got an image that, just two subjects fighting each other, isn't they? Yeah. But by taking one out, it just simplifies and, and you've got that vision of people are seeing that chair and that's it. But yeah, it's a bit experimental, I suppose. And I love it. And that stuck with me all them years. So there you go. Has it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's quite Ooh. a few of your shots that I, I would say that I look at. And so the high, that's a new one you posted. And I was like, he's done it again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The, yeah, or the one at Haysborough there, yeah, with the yeah. old sea defences, yeah, yeah. I just, just fantastic. Again, you, you've been round my neck at Woods quite a few times, and it's mm. a shame we've not bumped into each other, Crosby, and um, and my next project actually is over at uh, uh, the Kirby Marina. I think oh yeah, there yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. So I've I've got I've got unfinished business with that, and I've seen a couple of shots you've done from there, and I think. Right, so I'm not doing black and white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing I'm not doing a faded colour because Jack's done that. Because I, I I know I said this to quite a few people, and this is the reason why I've got you here. Is I mm -hmm. am genuinely a fan of your photography. I, I adore your work, man. It's brilliant. I appreciate um, you saying that. I, I'll again my I like your stuff as I mentioned to you the other day, you know, the, yeah, the stuff you've yeah. done. Uh, and the street stuff abroad, you know, around um, so some of the architecture stuff and the street stuff is, is fantastic. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's inspirational. I've got to say, you know, whereas sometimes I'll think to myself, yeah, I'm going to go and do that, you know, and make an effort to do it. 
And it's by watching people like yourself that makes you get up off your ass and do it sometimes. Because you think, you know, if it, it, it truly is good, you know, really, really good work. And you just think, wow, I should I'm be done. doing stuff like that. I should, yeah, I should be going out trying something like that, you know. That, that's really important. I think the fact that people can take from that. I've had a few people say that to me, and that means the world that I've mm. made someone get up and go out and do yeah. something. Um, I'm 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 mad. I've just set the van up for tomorrow for going late district. It's got to be in the minuses, but I, I'm sure I can handle it with my fat on me. So uh, <laughs> getting out tomorrow, sleeping over at Langdale's, and then we're going up Bowfell. So oh, all right, okay, nine hundred and two meters, and I think wow. I, I'm not going up any more fells, and then I end up going up something like that, and. I, there's a nervousness about it, is it? And it, you know, there's almost like a a fear for me doing it. And mm. and and it's not because I like it, but I think I've got to do it because if I don't, I'll be disappointed with myself. Yeah, you'll be kicking yourself, won't yeah. you? So mm. I like passing that on to people. And you've said a couple of things there about uh, where you you'd set yourself the project, like the newspaper, local newspaper, mm -hmm. and I think they're really important to have those projects, have those things that give you something that you can do and experiment. It's not just about going setting your tripod up in other people's tripod holes and no. photographing the same old. I think to just go and investigate and, and find some images that um, are making your, make them your own, like, you know, because it, yeah. you've done the peers. There's a couple of images here of the peers that have been shot a lot, but, your images don't look like them. And and, and that, mm -hmm. for me, is the fascination. That's the attraction. It's not even about a style, even though you do have quite a strong style. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of that you're creating something that is seen and has been seen, and you're re-seeing it. So are you That's consciously it, yeah. thinking that? Are you thinking about, so when you step in the you're building up an image in your mind, or is it just your flow, whatever will be, will be, and then the edit, because I'm a great believer that in photography, 40% okay. even more of the images in the edit. So there's a few questions for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I tend I tend to go places with a subject in mind, obviously. Yes. So if I know I'm going to a generally a, a general part of the coast in Suffolk or Norfolk, I know what's there already, and then I'll think, well, have I done it before? Yeah. And if so, what can I do differently? But as you know, with the best laid plans, you'll get there. Right. There's something will be going on. The tide's wrong. The, the the sky's not great or whatever. And one thing I am guilty of, and I should really, really go back to what I used to do, is I go to a location now and I'll get the shot or shots I want and then I'll leave. Now, yeah. before... I used to go there for like two or three hours and be taking pictures of all different things, uh, you know, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and it's yeah. something I've not done for a long time now. Getting back to the uh, original um, start of all this, which I mentioned, which was um, my first long exposure um, sort of session that I had when I went early one morning. I got there at something like 5, 5.30 in the morning and I stayed there till probably half nine ten o'clock was there a good four hours yes. but yeah. i wasn't just doing long exposure i was taking pictures of rocks and pebbles under a pier 
all these different shots, signs, whatever, geese flying through the air. It was like, you know, my mind was just everywhere looking at stuff. And I looked back at so the other day at some of those images and I think I should go, I should do more of that. I should not just think, right, I've got what I wanted. Um, right, I tell you what, I'm going to get back now and get a coffee and all that sort of stuff. I think I should genuinely invest more time at the place. Yeah. And um, I think going back to what Gary Goff was saying when when I spoke to him, he said he goes to places and he'll spend hours and he'll take 300 shots. And I think I said at the time I go and take three shots and I'm like, right, that's it now, I'm off. And it's stupid in a way because there's so much there that you're just not seeing because I'm not tuned into it. Whereas there, there was one shot I took at that, that first time and the sun had just come up and the, the beach was glowing. It was like a bright orange. There was a guy in the distance walking his dog and I got a couple of shots of that. And there's this little pebble that was almost perfectly round. I don't know if the image is on the website, so it might why. be. Yeah. And, and it's got like all these little lines. It's like a little earth on the beach. Yeah. And I took this picture and it was one of those shots, you know, I just had the camera in my hand. The, I was near some old sea groins and like on this side, it was like six foot lower than the other side because of the sand. And I was just right at the right level. And I just took this picture and the light on it. And it's one of the best shots I've ever taken, I think. In, in, there's nothing fancy about it. It's just, it's just nice, let's just say, you know, the colours, yeah. the composition. And, and I think to myself, I never do anything like that anymore. I should just actually sit down, maybe have a drink, tea or something while I'm there and just look around and think, ah, that or this, or you know what I mean? And just invest a bit more, a bit more time. But I, I tend to go with an idea of what I want and then see how it goes from there. Then sometimes I'll look at something and think, well, everybody takes that shot on that angle. So how can I do it differently? Or what can I bring to the party? Can I, can I, can I do like a, uh, you know, like a half a second shot with a bit of movement in the water or kind of smooth it out completely or whatever. And I've got, I mean, I've got some images of the last, the very, very last time I went out, which was about two weeks ago, um, at a place called Caestron-Sea. And yes. it's one of those situations where when you go to Caester, it's famous for its zigzag groins, okay? So, yeah. you know, traditional sea grinds are usually just like sort of posts in the ground these are like zigzag pieces of metal and everybody takes a shot there at sunrise you know because you've got the sun in the background all the lights up and i've done it myself you know i admit it i've done it years ago but the other week i thought it was a, it was a saturday afternoon it's about half past three four o'clock i said to miss i said oh, i'm just going out taking some pictures i don't know where i'm going to go but i'm just going to go to the coast somewhere I'm going to go at a completely wrong time of day. Yeah. It's just going to go dark at half. I want to see what I can get. So it turns up at Caster. It's not the greatest day weather-wise. You know, it's seas a bit choppy. But I got probably three good images out of that visit just because I pushed myself out of the comfort zone a little bit. I didn't know where I was going. I just went, turned up, seen the zigzag grinds. I thought, right, well, I want a long exposure shot. So... I'll do that, I'll get that out of the way, but I don't want what everybody else has got, so I'll do something a bit different. And then I thought I'll have a few more sort of semi-short um, long exposures and then just messed about for half an hour until it, you couldn't see anymore. 
Yeah. And I got, and basically that was it. And I, I walked back to the car in the dark and I thought, mm, you know, I don't know, are they any good? But then I got them back on the computer and you just see a glimmer there, don't you? You think, oh, maybe I could do this, do that. And I managed to get three decent shots. So I was quite happy that I'd gone with no massive intention other than I'm just going out taking pictures somewhere. I just need to go and do it. Yeah. You know, it's that sort of withdrawal symptom, if you like, where I just don't care what it is. I'm just going to go out and do something. And if I come back with nothing, I come back with nothing, but I've gone and done it uh-huh. and I've enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I really did. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, you know, you get chatting to people, don't you? You know, as, as you must get it a lot, you know, and even that, like, five minutes of just chatting with someone you'd never met before, you know, passing the time of day sometimes, it's great, you know, yeah. just... You hear so many stories, don't you, is when you bump into folk when you're at course like that and you have a little chat. Um, I've had some right experiences with folk just telling me the most bizarre things. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's it's great, so, so, it? so some of the things, I mean, it's some, it's unbelievable. Um, like you just people's stories, you know. I mean, like I say, I deal with the public a lot anyway, so... Um, even though I don't do it like customer facing as much as I used to do, I still have to deal with people and you still think you've seen it all and yeah. you clearly haven't. But <laughs> what what I love about the, the the going out, taking pictures, you think you're in the middle of nowhere, nobody's going to be here. There's somebody, somebody will come out randomly and um, you think, what was that all about? What, what, what just did that just happen? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll tell you a funny story actually, on, and on. and you whether you'll keep this in or not, I don't know. But um, it was you know um, the podcast thing and all that sort of thing. And Darren uh, on there, he he did a yeah. a vlog on his channel from uh, some woods uh, in Norfolk, um, or what they called. I'll come back to me. Some woods anyway. He did a vlog from, yeah. and he was saying that they had all these trees in the line, and he was actually moaning that um, people were dumping the crap there when he was there. And he was saying, you know, oh, it's like, uh, you know, it's a, it's terrible that, you know, people doing this and that. And I, I thought, oh, that's an interesting place. Never never thought of that. So um, yeah. looks on the map and I thought, oh, it's only about half an hour away from me. Go down there one Sunday morning. Hopefully there's a bit of mist, you know, some of these tree-lined avenues there and all that. Yeah. So um, drives down there, founds it. Found it dead easy, no problem. Drives the car in, parts open, there's a couple of cars dotted about. I thought, blimey, this the people are on it here, like there must be something good going on. Yeah. And then without going into too much detail, within about five minutes, I find out it's some sort of dogging area. Oh. Oh. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I thought, Darren, what have you brought? That's what have you brought me to here? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but um, <laughs> safely to say, Mally, I got out of there pretty quick. Let's say, yeah. um, but it yeah. was just a foot. I thought, you know, when you see you've seen it all, and you go to these places, yeah, and you're yeah. thinking, oh god, how embarrassing. But um, but yeah, I mean, going back generally, I mean, it's just nice to speak to people sometimes in their stories, and it's interesting as well. And you must get this a lot where you speak to a local, and they'll tell you so much more. Yeah. Than you'll ever ever find out off another photographer or Instagram or Flickr or anything like you. You know they'll just say, "Oh, have you not seen that old boat down there? Or down have there, you not yeah. seen this?" 
and you're like, oh no, and all oh, right, yeah, you want to go down there, and you know, and then before you know it, you've got your own personal guide, haven't you? Yeah, and yeah. you get that shot that perhaps not many other people have got them because mm. they're not obviously, you know, not known to have that knowledge sort of thing. So that's very true. Local knowledge was at Plover Scar, and uh, there's like a little abbey there. Dates I've seen it. I've seen that. Yeah, hundreds of years old, and I just happened to be walking down. It was when we was having a meet up, and this fella come up to me and told me how him and his family, his dad and his dad's dad, had looked mm -hmm. after this place. Wow! And he used. He said when he was a kid, him and his dad used to go out and light the lighthouse. Wow, blimey. And he gave me this whole story about the family yeah, yeah. and how 1700s lighting, going over, doing all this at this abbey. And then when they got the lighthouse, he said he was a young lad and his dad had been doing it for years. So that probably been, what, 1920s and they were lighting mm -hmm. lighthouse then. Fantastic. And I've yeah. got one with the dogging thing as well. I went out for trying and uh, <laughs> photograph some wildflowers at Southport where tide was coming in and at this part it's an rspb whatever for bird watching and stuff and i'd walked out miles because you can at southport and it like you say it's got dark and yeah, i'm walking yeah. back in dusk not got a wildflower not really got any shots gets back to car park and this spanish guy shouting at me what's going on here <laughs> camper vans everywhere and i'm parked at the end of this car park so i right. walked past them all and they're all looking at me, and I'm like, what's going on? And what's going on, yeah? Spanish guy shouting at me, come here, come <laughs> here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've got to get back. What, what's the matter? Are you coming, come in, get in my van. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife was there back at van. I oh, said, no. No, mate, I think, I think you've got the, I'm a photographer. He said, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, take picture. <laughs> take picture. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, what's oh, happening? Oh, gosh. I, I, it's, I, it's a, yeah, I run. <laughs> all you want to do is get out, don't you? You feel yeah. so uncomfortable. It's like, yeah. for, for, it was that, for my for my experience, it was like that whole morning of, I've got this massive sort of, uh, you know, expectation of great shots of the woods and all that. Yeah. And literally within five minutes, and I felt so, I could feel the sweat running down my neck. Yeah. I thought, I just want to get out of here yeah, now. I just want to go somewhere else, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating what you see, really, and uh, the good and the bad, really. But um, yeah, true. Yeah, well, we're there to see it, aren't we? We've got our eyes open. Yeah. That's the thing, you know. That that's the one thing um, I reckon, uh, and I think yourself is. So it's a question, but it's not. Have you? Do you feel that emotionally you've opened up more that the way you see the world you're more connected? I'm finding that. Oh, million percent. Deeper I go into photography, the the deeper my thought comes to the world around us, and and uh, the, there's um, a profound feeling of of almost the light means so much, mm -hmm. and other people go about their lives. I don't realise they're a no. washing energy. <laughs> exactly. I, a million percent. And it's funny you should say that because when when I first got the camera, of course, you 
you want to take pictures of everything. It's every, every photographer yes. does it, you know, yeah. they're, they're taking pictures of, the, you know, whatever they can. And what I found is that at the time I used to do a lot of traveling about um, on trains and stuff, picking cars up and stuff. Part of my job, you know, was to go and get cars and stuff for, for my business. So I used to be sat on a train sometimes for hours. And whereas before I'd sit on an iPad or my phone and just watch a film or something, you know, if I was going a four hour trip, I'd just watch a film or whatever. Um, so I'd still speak to people, you know, cause I'm very much a believer of chatting to people, you know, in places like that. Yes. Um, but after getting the camera, what I found is I was looking out the window and seeing everything totally different. It was like, I, I know it sounds a bit cliche, but it's like somebody put a pair of glasses on me and I could see everything that I didn't see before. And I was, and I think you're looking for compositions or you're looking for the way the light's falling on a building or something and you think, oh, that would make a brilliant shot. Do, do, do you know what I mean? And, I and, and yeah. I, you know, you're driving down the road and you're looking at everything, aren't you, and seeing, oh, that tree there, that would look great with some light on the side of it one morning, right? And you're mentally... Yes, noting it for when it is right and stuff, and you know, I know you can take pictures on your uh, phones and stuff. A lot, a lot of people do that, but I just store it all up in mentally by just looking at things, yeah. you know. And it's it's just amazing what it gives you. I think it does give you, like you say, an energy, doesn't it, that you see yeah. that you never saw before. And it sounds very poetic and all that sort of stuff, but I I, I do million percent agree with that. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it does make you look at things totally differently. Yeah. You know, well, and then you also... Yeah. Go on, sorry, Mally. Well, people can set the mic, you know, hippy-dippy and all this, that and oh, the other. Oh, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the light, that big ball of fire up there is the one thing that makes us alive. Mm. And and, and, that, and that one thing is what keeps... Uh, it, it it develops the image. With, yeah. With, so it's... The images are already there. We've just not seen them yet. And... Do you ever get this as well, where you'll be out and you'll see something, you've not took a picture of it? I, I'm thinking of an image now. I went to York a couple of weeks ago and we were mm -hmm. walking around with family. And I did have my camera, but I couldn't take this picture. This girl had a dead bird on her head. <laughs> okay. And she stood there with this and I can see it. And I think that was one of them shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It don't happen very often. No, it's all dark no. behind, and there was a light coming through this the building near the, the. It was near York Minster, and there was this orange glow, and she had this dead bird on her head. And God knows what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Monty Python sketch or something. A bit, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It was a real moment, though, where it, a realization of of like we're taking photos in our minds all the yeah. time absolutely yeah yeah and the frustrating part of that is it's like when you see it and you think i just wish you had my camera with me now even though you've got your phone and stuff in but you know when you want that certain depth of field or you yeah. want the range or whatever and you just think but it's just not meant to be is it you just gotta have that in your memory and think yeah. next time it's just you know with your street stuff recently you know you it's like time into perfection it's just waiting for that moment of somebody walking past in the same color as a building or yeah. casting that shadow it's just having the patience and keeping in there but sometimes things just fall into your lap yeah and it's if you've got your camera brilliant but you know if you haven't then but it's just i, I don't know i i look at scenes all the time and think oh that'll make a brilliant shot or look at the way 
that, as you said, that light's falling on that person. But sometimes I think it's just nice to see that moment yourself and think it's there now, it's logged in my brain rather than trying to get it and bumping around and stuff yeah. like that, you know, yeah. and make a bit of a pig's ear of it because the moment's gone, aren't it? Then it's, it's, yeah. it's like that, you know, you're either in it or you're not. And unless you've got a camera attached to you 24 7, you're never going to get all the shots. But yeah, I do see a lot of that. I think, oh, what a brilliant image that would be. And the trouble is, I think you'll agree with this when you try and recreate it, it's never the same. Never the same. No. Never the same, is it? No. That expression you get off somebody or, you know, you just can't, you can just never get it. Please. I mean, yeah. you, you saw, you mentioned some of the images. Um, that I got of my daughter when she was younger yeah. and I've got two daughters but my youngest is an absolute nightmare to get in front of a camera <laughs> you, you know it's yeah. just like if you say Elsie just stand there a minute she just won't do it no. but my eldest will she's very photogenic she'll and some of the shots that I got of her I'd be talking to her and just clicking away before she even thinks I'm taking a picture and them are the, to me are the shots that special because she's not trying to pose she's not she's just being herself if you know what i mean yes. and um it's just it's, it's so difficult to get that sometimes but if you're lucky and you've got the camera you know it all works out doesn't it yeah it's magic it really is wonderful well i think uh we're gonna wrap it up there jack because i i honestly could talk to you for another hour I, I really definitely could. could as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it'd be nice to come and meet you. Uh, I'm at Chingle Street, you mentioned, and there's a few places I need to investigate. I was down that neck of the woods, uh, not as far as that, but I'm, I'm moving more down south. I need to I need mm -hmm. to start spreading my wings a little bit. I've, I've got wrapped up in the Lake District far too much, which is understandable. But, yeah, uh, of course, you, yeah. It's not that I'm getting bored, but I do need to come and spread my wings. So hopefully come down and, and have a chinwag with you. You're very, honestly, Mally, you're very welcome. You ever come down this neck of woods for a weekend or something, yeah. give us a shout and I'll happily meet up with you, you know, oh. and have a brew. And honestly, because, yeah. you know, I, I could show you loads of places without you wasting time. And, you know, on one place where you could just go straight to something and you'd be in your element, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it, you know, that's what it's it's all about, isn't it? If you know an area, you know where to go and stuff. But seriously, if you ever venture down here, give, definitely give us a heads up and I'll I'll come and meet you. Oh, thanks, Jack. Be nice all to I, get all out. I, all I'm thinking there, though, is you're saying show me some places. <laughs> we probably end up talking that much. To... <laughs> I'll be driving home with three shots. <laughs> No, yeah. Three hours with Jack. That's it, yeah. I'll, I'll meet up with you. So, right, we've got an hour, Mally. This is it. And then you're <laughs> off. You can go and do what you want to do then. So, yeah. Brilliant. Thanks so much for coming yeah. on and having a chat with me. Brilliant. Thanks for inviting me. I've really enjoyed that. It's, yeah, as I said, I feel quite honoured. Well, the honour was all mine, Jack. Ah, that was a really, really good talk. So much covered and, and just to hear your thoughts and the places and the humour and adventures you've been on from one starting point to another to where we are today. And I am, I, I tell that I'm coming down. I'm going to come and see you, Jack. Ladies and gentlemen, I've, I really hope you've enjoyed that as much as I did making it. The usual, I get so much from this and I can't wait to introduce you to the next guest. But if you've enjoyed this 
and you want to support me and support the podcast, YouTube, just head over to Patreon for a couple of bob a month and away we go. And I can't thank you enough. And for everyone who's joined me already on Patreon, it's just, wow, blows my mind. Right, there's only one thing left to say, and that's... See there.